0: Good evening, everyone. It is my absolute pleasure to welcome you to the Rotary Club of Wyndham Harbour, Australia, right here in the vibrant city of Melbourne, Australia. I hope you're all as excited as I am to listen to this Women's Health Talk titled, Fierce, Fearless, Female, Navigating Women's Wellness with Confidence, and embark on this journey towards better health and well-being. It is my distinct honour to introduce our esteemed speaker for today, a true expert in the field of women's health, a passionate advocate for well-being, and a source of inspiration for many. Dr. Bola Sogade is both a family physician, and obstetrician, and gynecologist, a fellow of the American Board of Obstetrics and Gynecology. She has a full practice designation in adolescent gynecology and is a minimally invasive robotic gynecologic surgeon. Dr. Bola Sogade, MD, FACOG, FAAFP, is the founder and chief medical director of Obgyne Bath Centre for Natural Deliveries, the first physician-led State licensed free standing bathing center in the state of Georgia in the United States. She is the chairwoman of the board of the Bath Center for Natural Deliveries Foundation, bridging the gaps in maternity care. She's also the curator and host of Coco Pot Podcast, a weekly women's health podcast focused on educating and raising public awareness about maternal health with a mission to reduce maternal morbidity. She is a member of the Society of Laparoscopic and Robotic Surgery. Dr. Sugade is an avid long distance runner and a passionate mentor for preteen and teenage girls. She champions underrepresented and underserved women. Dr. Sugade has dedicated her career to educating and empowering women to make informed choices about their health, ensuring they lead healthier and happier lives. Rotary Club of Wyndham Harbour, Victoria is proud to host this event as it continues in his vision of a dynamic collaboration of innovation visionaries whose waves of change lead the way and are a pillar of strength to Rotary and the community. And before we dive into the rich world of women's health, let's take a moment to appreciate the beauty and culture that Melbourne offers. Melbourne, often dubbed the cultural capital of Australia, boasts stunning architecture, world-class cuisine, and a warm, diverse community. Whether you're a local or visiting for the first time, I encourage you to explore and experience everything this remarkable city has to offer. Now, without further ado, Please join me in giving a warm Melbourne welcome to Dr. Bola Sogade.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Can you hear me? Yes, Yes, we can. Thank you, Dr. Akinbi for the introduction. So that's my um, information. I'm a women's health specialist and advocate. Everywhere I go, I like to tell women about their health. And the topic of my presentation is fierce, fearless and female. And I start by saying, why do women need to be fierce? Why do they need to be assertive? about their wellness and the reason is because they need to get access to healthcare and better opportunities we need to advocate for ourselves for equal rights and we need to change societal norms and structures that may be harmful to women and being fierce is essential for progress uh, towards well-being of a woman and women still face disparities in access to health care and When it comes to reproductive rights and family planning, especially in the United States and all over the world, there's still a big debate and contention about reproductive rights. And there's a need to protect and expand women's rights, including contraception. And also, I know there are some psychiatrists on the line, mental health, that we need to reduce stigma and encourage open discussions. And then for women, we need to talk about work-life balance, balancing career with family responsibilities and having support in our work environment. Also, there's still gender-based violence, like domestic violence, harassment. So there's a need for societal changes. There's still gender pay gap. And um, women are mostly underrepresented in politics. So we need to encourage women to be more involved in politics. Also, uh, a woman's experience is really not monolithic, and there are different racial, ethnic, and socioeconomic and cultural backgrounds for different women. And then on a global issue, there's other things that we need to consider, like child marriage in some developing countries. And... Why fearless in your wellness journey for women? Uh, Women need to be asking questions, okay? They don't need to settle for inadequate or dismissive treatment. And women need to self care. They need to prioritize self care, making choices that contribute to their overall well (laughs) being. Women should be fearless in tackling the top issues that affect their age category. So for teenagers and young women, their menstrual issues, their issues of irregular periods, heavy periods that soaks through pads or tampons quickly, menstrual cramps, and premenstrual mood changes or premenstrual syndrome, you need to ask about newer medications and newer ways to manage this. At this age, the hormonal changes during adolescence can lead to skin problems, including acne. There are topical prescription medications and washes for the skin that can help. We need to talk about eating disorders in this age group. Conditions like anorexia nervosa and bulimia can develop during the teenage years. Due to body image issues and societal pressures, there's a need for community. And in my infographic here, I talk about how everybody should be a bikini body. I'm still talking about the top issues for teenage and young women. We need to start talking about sexual and reproductive health. There are sexually transmitted infections that can affect a young person's future fertility that she needs to know about and avoid. There's a risk of unintended pregnancies. We need to talk about abstinence. We need to talk about contraception and safe sex practices. There's also the issue of infectious diseases at this time, such as the flu and infectious mononucleosis called the kissing disease. We need to talk about dermatologic issues. Besides acne, teenagers may also experience other skin conditions such as eczema or psoriasis. We need to talk about allergies. There can be allergic reaction to substances like pollen, pet dander, or certain foods, and this can be problematic for some teenagers. We need to talk about mental health issues, depression and anxiety. And then there's a lot of emotional challenges that the young people are facing now. They need to be encouraged to talk, 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 and support each other. There are orthopedic issues that young people face. So due to growth spurts, teenagers may experience musculoskeletal issues such as scoliosis and sports-related injuries. So we need to be aware of these. There's also the issue of substance abuse. This can be a significant concern for teenagers, at times because of intense peer pressure, risk-taking behavior, and the need for experimentation. And teenagers need to know how this can also impact their mental health. We need to talk about obesity. Adolescence is a time when obesity may develop due to unhealthy eating habits and a lack of physical activity. And then we need to talk about body image and self-esteem. So body image concerns and low self-esteem can lead to mental health challenges and more unhealthy behaviors. Another top issue to be mentioned in young women and teenagers is the polycystic ovarian syndrome. This is the commonest hormonal disorder in young women and it will present with things like irregular periods, or missed periods that is not pregnancy. It could present with acne, weight gain, hairiness. And so in my infographic on this slide, I talk about the factors contributing to how young people manifest polycystic ovarian syndrome. Please note that polycystic ovarian syndrome can encompass a woman's life cycle and it epitomizes a biologic network of interacting neuroendocrine, hormonal, metabolic, genetic, and environmental influences. So why fearless as a woman of childbearing age? So we talk about women from their late teens to their early 40s. We talk about reproductive health concerns in this age. Women could have irregular menstrual cycles still. This needs to be evaluated. Polycystic ovarian syndrome could still be in the picture. Pelvic pain and a diagnosis of endometriosis could come on to the surface. Women could start developing fibroid tumors in their uterus. And then there could be the issue of pelvic inflammatory disease as a sequelae of sexually transmitted infections that was acquired earlier. And then we need to talk about pregnancy related issues. This is when women could face fertility challenges. They could get pregnant and there could be a miscarriage. There could be a risk of ectopic pregnancy, especially in women that have had sexually transmitted infections in the past. There could be gestational diabetes. And this puts women at risk for developing diabetes later in life. There could be high blood pressure during pregnancy, preeclampsia, which could also put women at risk for developing high blood pressure later in life. And I want to talk about fibroids a little bit here. Fibroids are common. They can be common in women in the reproductive age, with estimates suggesting that as many as 70 to 80% of women may develop fibroids at some point during their lifetime. However, not all women with fibroids experience symptoms or seek medical treatment, and fibroids can present with heavy menstrual bleeding. So instead of bleeding for the normal three to five days, women may bleed for longer. And when bleeding is heavy, the blood clots. So they could have menstrual blood clotting. And they could notice pelvic pressure or a sensation of their uterus or their womb getting bigger. So these are some of the symptoms of fibroids. And as I showed in the attached picture, women can develop several fibroids. So that is a picture of the myomectomy, that is fibroid removal that I did, in which in one woman we removed about 60 fibroids. So as we continue to talk about being fearless as a woman of childbearing age, we need to talk about sexual health. So there's still a risk of sexually transmitted infection and women need to address contraception. And now that they've started their family, they need to address family planning. So they need to look into the long-acting contraceptive options that they have. So some women might not want to take a pill every day. There are things that for a busy mom, we can offer long-acting reversible contraception for women that so desire. We need to talk about mental health. There's stress and anxiety, especially as women are building their career and juggling career and family. So there could be depression, including postpartum depression. So we need to be on the lookout for postpartum depression. And then there still could be eating disorders. Obesity and weight management can become an issue. So weight gain and obesity can also impact fertility and overall health. (laughs) And this is the time in which chronic conditions may start surfacing, that is, pre-existing chronic conditions, diabetes, hypertension, thyroid disorders, and this may require treatment during childbearing years. Women need to be fearless because they also need to investigate their bone health. They need to look into their bone health and This includes prevention of osteoporosis and maintaining good bone health because the peak bone mass, that is the point in life of the highest bone density and strength, typically occurs in the late teens or early 20s. They also need to be aware of infectious diseases, aware of potential exposure to infectious diseases, and take steps to prevent them, including getting the necessary vaccination. Women need to be aware of their breast health and breast cancer screening. They should be used to examining their breast so that they know what is normal. And breast cancer screening usually begins at the age of 40 or earlier if there is a reason for this. They need to be aware of their mental and emotional well-being, Coping with stressors of family planning, pregnancy, and raising children can affect mental health, so they need to make sure that they're well supported. There are also nutritional and dietary concerns. Women should ensure a balanced diet to support overall health and the potential needs of pregnancy. Women should exercise regularly. They should be physically active in their lifestyle for general health. And for pregnancy preparation, women should avoid substance use, avoid excessive alcohol, avoid tobacco, do not start smoking or stop if you started, and avoid drugs uh, during pregnancy and otherwise, or while trying to conceive. And then for the vaccination, staying up to date on immunization to protect against diseases that could harm you or for women trying to get pregnant their baby. So I talk about cervical health here. And in the infographic that is on the screen, we usually start pap smears at the age of 21. So regular pap smears and human papillomavirus vaccinations are important to monitor and prevent cervical cancer. So talking about how to prevent cervical cancer next episode with the right test at the right time. Screening tests can find abnormal cells so that they can be treated before they turn into cancer.